Hey there, Nifty America. It's me, Jamie, back with another episode of the podcast. I just want to say that I'm so stoked seeing so many people coming together with their new shirts for the cause or straight up donations or even just posting links on trying to direct everybody where they can go to help out. And it's, it's just really awesome to see uh, not even the the country, but even the protests going around worldwide. It's, it's just a awesome, awesome thing that's happening. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And I hope all of you guys are doing your part. And I, I know I've seen it like, like a bunch of times and I thought it was corny, but now I find myself wanting to say it. But I just hope in these times you guys find yourself on the right side of history because we're all here trying to make change in the world and head in a positive direction. And I, I'm just happy that we're all coming together and being able to try to enact that change. So I'm just stoked on that. But this week on the podcast, we travel up north, Northern California. We're on that real Bay shit, that RBS. I was really excited that Joseph was down to do the podcast. I, I hit him up a couple weeks ago. I've been a fan of Tsunami. I love what they're doing. I like that they're kind of walking that fine line because sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Uh, the band is, uh, you know, serious because the, like the music's good, but then like you follow them on Twitter and you're like, okay, this might be a joke, but it might not be. And when I watched that video of their first official show live, I'm just like, holy shit, that looked so insane. And I really wish I could be a part of it. I was really excited to see them at sound and fury just even thinking about it now like in my mind i had uh absence of mind like probably having like one of the more wilder sets of the whole weekend just because I, they're a band that i've been high on for a, a long time a uh, super awesome band and i was just stoked to finally see them get put on a fest like sound fury and i was just excited to see them in such or in front of such a big crowd and i, I knew for a fact that everybody from home was going to go off and go crazy for them. But even people traveling around the world who were finally going to get a chance to see them, it just would have popped up. It would have been an amazing set. But then when I think about Tsunami and the kind of following that they have, which is insane and it's super awesome. And just thinking about how wild it would have been at Sound and Fury, like they're uh, maybe a second or third show. Who knows if things would have like panned out. But anyways, it just would have been an insane success. So I'm just like thinking about how bummed I am that it's we're not going to get to experience it this year. So crossing my fingers, hoping for next year, but seriously shout out tsunami that RBS. So, uh, just really stoked to have been able to talk to Joseph about the new record coming out, which the posting of this today is June 4th. The new record drops tomorrow. They have a, a collab shirt that they're dropping, which is, Really awesome. Um, I'm stoked to be able to see that or and be able to pick it up. And if you guys um, you know missed out on the tote bags, please try to pick up the new shirt that they're dropping tomorrow and go listen to the new record. If you haven't had a chance to pick it up, you know stream it. Uh, four awesome tracks, so I'm stoked on that. But Joseph was awesome, gracious with his time. We talked about the band. He's in a couple other bands. We talked about Japan. It was just awesome. So. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. So please, without further ado, welcome Joseph to the podcast.
Amber live. Welcome to the podcast, Joseph. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I'm really stoked to finally be able to have somebody from Tsunami on. And for the longest time, and probably like I only know that like you're in the band, and uh, I, I watched that video from your guys' uh, first official show, and like you can't even see uh, like the other members that well. I, I think you can only see like one other person like on camera. So, uh, um, is is it possible for you to break down who else is in the band? Yeah, so uh, it's basically like Hands of God. Uh, so Mike Dirt, who plays guitar in Hands of God, plays guitar for us. Uh, Theo, the bassist of Hands of God, also plays bass for us. And the drummer, Ben, plays drums for us, too. And then that's it. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I think in the video, the only other person you can really see is Theo. Yeah, that show was, like, so packed, it's hard to see anyone in there. Yeah, which... uh, well, I don't want to start there. I kind of just want to go back to like the like early stages of Tsunami. Can you talk about like where the idea first uh, came from to start Tsunami? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so it started about a year ago. I think I went to Hands of God practice or we ate with Hands of God or something like that. And then uh, me, Theo, and Dirk, kind of just brought up the idea of like doing like a crazy ignorant like beatdown band uh not really too sure about like lyrical content but we just wanted to do something like crazy hard because we like we really like ignorant music but i don't know no one was really doing it to like our taste so we just wanted to give it a shot and then i met theo maybe like 10 years ago and he always had the idea of naming a band tsunami without the t so we just use that name. Yeah, and I remember uh, seeing you guys like pop up on Twitter and uh, just kind of keeping an eye on your guys' Twitter account. And I think it's like a, a pretty good follow. Uh, whoever runs the account, I'm not sure if it's you or whoever else in the band, but I, I think it's a pretty entertaining account to follow. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that is just me bored on my phone, and I'm on my phone a lot, so got nothing else to do. Okay, and um, you guys came out with uh, your first release uh, demonstration, and I like when you look at the band and you know you follow the the Twitter account. Uh, like obviously, there's like a, a a little bit of a joke there. Is that fair to say? Oh no, hundred uh, percent. I mean, like if you like meet me in real life, you'll like know that I'm like super timid and shy. And uh, the same thing with pretty much everyone in the band. Uh, we're not like tough guys at all and stuff like that, but uh, we for sure portray that. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, pretty funny because obviously like the, the lines are blurred. Uh, so it's like some people get it, but some people don't because I've I, I seen that people have taken it like super serious and have gotten like uh, offended by what you guys uh, you know say, which I, I think is hilarious. Uh, and I was just curious, uh, like, wh- where did that whole, like, uh, idea come from to try to, like, you know, kind of, uh, obviously, my habit, like, kind of a joke, but, you know, it's also serious at the same time? Yeah, d- honestly, like, it's kind of weird, like, I knew that the band, musically, was going to be super ignorant, so I guess kind of, like, lyrical content and, like, the way, like, I wanted to be perceived were to be, like, super ignorant, too, uh, and then, like, I know, like, a bunch of people 
like have talked to me and they're like, oh yeah, uh, I think it's super sick you're doing a band, but like people might like think of it as like misogynistic that you use like bitch a lot. But I don't know. I feel like if people know me and then like us as people in the band, like you'll understand that it is kind of a joke. But I get how people could like misinterpret that. Yeah, you also use the, the the word pussy, and I know like a lot of people <laughs> uh, get offended by that. Um, they re- refer to it as a uh, peaceler, which I think is uh, ridiculous. So I, I think it's um, awesome that you guys kind of uh, just don't care like when it comes to that aspect. Yeah, I I get it, but I think it like my personal opinion. I think it is like a little bit ridiculous to like police people on how to act, especially if it's not like well. Maybe it's just because I'm not sensitive to that stuff, but like I personally don't see the problem in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same here. I uh, definitely. I, I feel like uh, when it comes to to words, obviously, uh, there's just uh, like a, a lot of it has to do with like intent, and uh, I feel like a lot of people just choose to be offended by certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird because, like, when I, I remember, like, I'm not too sure how long you've been going to shows, but, like, when I first started out, it was crazy on PC at that time. Like, just F-bombs all the time. And then, like, uh, it was definitely weird. Like, it was definitely not a safe space in terms of, like, accepting people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like it swung the other way. So now it's like crazy PC. Yeah, no, I, I've been going to shows for a while. I remember I was doing merch for uh, this band from Southern California called Every Man for Himself. And I, I'm pretty sure we were in Vegas. And after the show, we got approached by some dudes who um, said they showed up to um, to beat us up because one of the songs they use um, the the f word and uh, but but that night like the the singer of the band just decided to stop saying it on stage because he, he just uh, you know just his new idea was like yeah he's just not really into saying that on stage anymore so it was yeah. just like a weird chance that uh, we you know didn't have like those problems but I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from when you say that yeah for sure okay I mean I totally get it if someone's like uh offended by something that i say like i respect like when they tell me but i am i'm still like choosing my battles if like i want to like listen to them or not but that's just how it is for sure no i i, I definitely re- respect that now i'm the same way too because like I, i'm obviously like i understand uh you know context and i'm not just throwing those words around uh because i, I know that people do uh you know it, it does have different meanings to different people um and I just uh, definitely don't believe in uh, policing people's language, so I, I definitely like understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I, I feel you. Okay, and so you guys released that um, uh, the I guess what you call it a demo or an EP last year. Yeah, I mean, like when I said, like we had like a dinner or something with the guys from Hands of God. Once we had the idea of tsunami, I think uh, we it took like a month to record music. And mm-hmm. then that was it. Yeah, we released it like a year ago now. Yeah, which seems like ages ago. Uh, and you guys have uh, you guys played a, a secret set and uh, at a Hands of God show. Am, am I correct on that? So yeah, we okay. So the first show we played 
was in San Jose. We headlined that. And then I guess the next appearance of Tsunami was at LDB Fest. Okay. And uh, we were supposed to play like a pre-show of that, but then some things fell through, so I canceled my flight. But Hands of God still showed up to play their set, so they just played like our intro mm-hmm. during their set. Okay. So yeah, the the video I'm from uh, up north that was like the, the first official show for Tsunami. Yeah, yeah, that the one in the super small room that was like the one and only official show. Okay, yeah, and uh, I actually watched that video earlier today, which is insane because it it's like around like eight minutes and just seeing um, how crazy it was, like you know people just getting hit left and right, but it was cool that people kind of understood what was going on and nobody uh, took it too personal and tried to start fights. It was all like in good fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. Like the scene in San Jose has like, I think it's been like violent all the time. Uh, but we're all friends. So like everyone kind of like understands like, yeah, that's just like a San Jose thing. If you get hit, like just, just take it. And then like maybe hits the next guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, did you guys have a whole lot of plans to to do stuff this year? Because I heard rumors that uh, you guys were supposed to uh, be on Sound and Fury. Yeah, so uh, we after that show, the first show, we got hit up to play like earlier this month, like May, uh, to play with like Year of the Knife in L.A. Uh, so we could have done that, but COVID happened. And then after that, yeah, it was sound and fury. But, uh, other than that, nothing really, I think we're, we're going to play a show in Texas too. And technically the show is still happening, but it's in October. So we're kind of like playing this COVID thing by ear. Okay. That's pretty interesting. I, I actually drove to Texas last weekend, which was like pretty interesting. Like some friends and I, uh, were just kind of you know, wanted to get out of the state and just see how it was in other parts of the country. So mm-hmm. we did like a quick road trip to Texas and it was pretty interesting to, to see how things uh, were like in the different states. Cause it, I felt like it was kind of like, like alternating from like California was like kind of closed. Arizona was way more open. New Mexico was closed. And then we got to Texas and everything was open. That's crazy. Yeah. I heard like a friend did a road trip and he went to Arizona and he's like, Oh yeah, everyone's just eating in restaurants with like no masks on and shit. And that's like crazy to me. Yeah. It's definitely like a, it feels like a foreign thing these days to, to think about I'm eating in a restaurant. Yeah. It's crazy. They, uh, well in the Bay area, they actually started doing dine-ins, which in my opinion is too soon, but mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to see. And uh, how has um, this whole like pandemic like affected your life? Uh, fortunately, I work at a coffee shop and uh, I roast coffee. And like, so I'm still staying busy because people like want to buy coffee like for home use. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working full time, fortunately. So I'm I'm doing OK. OK, so we're, we're definitely in, in the same boat because uh, when this whole thing happened, like my day to day, didn't really change too much because I continue to work and I'm still working uh, to this day. So I, I feel like my vision of this whole thing is like kind of skewed because I, I, like I said, like my whole day to day routine didn't really change that much except for like, you know, when I go to work since. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel that. Yeah. Since like, it, go ahead. Oh no. I think it's like, uh, I was going to say, I think it's like, I hear like a bunch of like people's like, 
perspective on it. And then, like, I know some people that are, like, getting, like, crazy-ass amounts of money, like, through unemployment. And then, like, the people that are working are, like, working a ton. So they're getting paid a lot. But then there's also people that are getting, like, super shafted. So that, like, right now I think people are, like, doing pretty good. And there's people that are doing, like, super fucking bad. Yeah, like, I, I definitely have friends who have um, gotten laid off from the jobs because of this whole situation. So it's definitely, uh, you know, pretty crazy to, to be going through something like this right now. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, like, it's definitely unprecedented. So, like, it's a crazy time. Okay. So uh, when you guys had the idea to do the band Tsunami, did, did you ever have any idea, like, how fast you guys would catch on and, like, blow up, like, with everybody in hardcore? honestly no like it's kind of crazy to me because like when i first made the tsunami twitter it was like maybe two months before we actually had music out and then like even then before we had music out we had like a pretty decent following which i don't even understand but it kind of just blew up from the get-go which is pretty sick and do you ever feel any pressure to kind of like live up to your guys's like um kind of like persona when it comes to you know playing these shows live and like kind of meeting up like these expectations of being like this like you know heavy hard band uh in terms of like music and stuff like that i think we're pretty set uh but dude i'm running out of jokes to say i don't know what to do <laughs> well i i know uh you guys kind of had that um little uh you know thing going on with uh gulch and i, I know it kind of like reignited with that uh newer song that you dropped a couple weeks ago Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, uh, that line that was in that song, well, Sammy, who plays drums in Gulch, and he sings in Drain, he did that line for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recorded it, like, on his own. So, like, I had no clue he was going to say that. And then when I heard it for the first time, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, which is uh, pretty funny because it's um, very... Uh <clears throat> excuse me like very topical if, if, if you think about uh you know the amount of uh like hysteria that that hoodie drew up you know it's crazy yeah and obviously like um you're close to that situation because you're friends with all those guys yeah it, it's a it's a cool story i'm glad like when i get older i know this band or like this type of music will probably like not be the coolest but it's like a good time capsule for me like when i want to listen back to it in the future uh, and w when you say the, the coolest, do you mean just like a, a, amongst like hardcore in general or just um, uh, in your tastes? Maybe maybe a little bit of both because, you know, everything in hardcore comes in phases like beat down, like our type of music like died down for a little bit. It was like super popping in like 2007, I'd say. And then, I mean, now I guess there's like a good wave of like super heavy music. So... It might die down in the future, but who knows? Well, I'm uh, definitely a, a fan of uh, you know Tsunami and all the bands that are associated with like um, your friends and uh, like back in the day, like because I, I started going to shows like in like the early 2000s, like 2002. But mm -hmm. I, I was listening to bands uh, like in like the early 2000s from NorCal, like bands that come to mind, Hoods, On a Warpath lose none uh animosity trash talk and fast forward to now i'm um, obviously 
uh, some some of those bands uh you know faded away fizzled out some of them are still together doing stuff but now i feel like bands like you know tsunami gulch drain lead dream uh like your group of friends like the bands you guys are doing you guys are the new generation of um, you know northern california hardcore so like i like like to look at you guys and actually i'd like to credit you guys to uh for making me actually want to go up to shows uh up north because i've never been up there for anything oh yeah i appreciate that but you should i mean i feel like uh in terms of shows southern california has always just been like the mecca of shows so it's been hard trying to like bring people up north mm-hmm. but hopefully we could get like a, a more established like set of shows happening we'll see yeah, you know, uh, some friends and I actually made plans to go up to that drain a record release that got like announced on accident. That was supposed to happen. On, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that was supposed to happen on May eighth. Like, I I saw the flyer, and at the time, I didn't even know that it wasn't supposed to be announced. So I, I saw the flyer. I hit up uh, my buddy Garrett, and I was like, "Yo, like we gotta go. Like I've never been up there. Like this is like the perfect time to go up and uh, check out a show out there." Because I feel like. Uh, it would just would have been like really fun and we had plans set in stone and then obviously it, it got canceled so I, I never went up north yeah that's a bummer it, you'll come up soon it will happen it will happen still eventually yeah i, I feel like we're all just kind of uh you know sitting around waiting uh, to see when the first show will happen back and like where it will be i know i'm fucking ready for it man like i need a show like asap and I, I've asked like um, people this or who have been on the podcast recently. Um, do you remember the last show you went to before the pandemic started? Someone asked me that the other day, and I can't really remember honestly. Uh, but even then, like even if it was like pre-COVID, I wouldn't be able to tell you like a show mm-hmm. from a week ago. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because back yeah. then, uh, you know, shows were like constantly happening. So like nobody really thought like, you know, it was going to be the last. I know. We, I took it for granted, man. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we all did. And, 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 it's, yeah. and it's an interesting position uh, position to be in because the whole community, we're all in the same situation. Like there's no shows happening anywhere. And this is like really rare for this to happen for us to all be experiencing the same thing at the same time yeah but it's it's gonna be weird but i know once the first wave of shows happening again it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be popping i hope it will yeah i i feel like uh people definitely miss it enough to to where like it's gonna just like people are gonna want to come out in full force and then even in certain areas where you know bands have released new records while this whole thing has happened like you know people are gonna want to get out and you know experience those things live yeah for sure Okay, so uh, tsunami. Uh, obviously, I, I mentioned the the um, track you released a couple weeks ago, um, YAB, and more recently, you guys released a song uh, with the singer of MH Chaos. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about how that came together? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know how we got like the close relationship with MH. Uh, I know like. My previous bands, we would tour with uh, Bitter Thoughts and uh, like Silver Hammer and then like some like Chicago bands. So we kind of always knew like that group of people. But I personally have never met anyone in MH Chaos besides the drummer. So I thought it was 
kind of cool that they were like into us. But I fucking love that band, so I'm just happy that Dave was down to do something for us. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny is I had some members of MH Chaos on the podcast. I think the day you guys dropped that song, and we were talking about like how awesome it was that you guys were able to do that collab. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that band, dude. Like they were my their demo was like my favorite shit of whatever year they released it. And then, like, that's the only band I want to fly out. Like, I'm down to, like, fly that band out to California again to play with us. Okay. And I know, um, like, uh, a while back, you guys tweeted that um, you guys want to do a split with MH Chaos. Is that something that you guys are still considering? That was, like, kind of just, like, a, like a trolley joke-type tweet. But, like, honestly, at this point, I'd love to do a split with them. Yeah, I, I think that would be awesome. I, I feel like it would go over well. Yeah, I mean, right now, Mike Dirt was supposed to be on the podcast with us, but he's actually, like, recording new music. And then, like, it might be on a split, it might be, like, its own thing, but we'll see what we do with it. Oh, he's, like, recording, like, new Tsunami stuff. Yeah, there's nothing else to do, so, I mean, if we have tracks to write, I mean, that's, might as well. Okay, and speaking of uh, new stuff... <clears throat> excuse me uh, you guys have like you know, uh, you know this new record uh, that's not released because you have like half of it out because there's four songs why be yeah we have uh, we have half of it uh there's the first two tracks are going to be released but it comes out in like today's the second or something the, june 2nd it comes out on the fifth so it'll be out soon okay yeah and uh it, it's pretty awesome to see like you guys, uh, you know, put out these uh, tapes and records, and they all just keep selling out. Is that uh, you know, uh, pretty like awesome? Like for you, like how how do you like take that? I I'm super stoked of it. It's like kind of like crazy to me to like process because like none none of my bands have been like this successful and like had this much of like a draw for people. So it's kind of cool to see. And. Yeah, and you think about you guys have only really played that one show, like you know, fully, and to have like this kind of uh, support, I-, I think it's like pretty awesome. It's sick, dude. Like when we played our first show, our our video, like a clip on Twitter, like kind of blew up, and then like a week after our show, Sound and Fury hit us up to play a show, and then I was like, oh shit, like I guess this can't really be a joke band anymore. Yeah, and and luckily, I feel like the the first uh, you know songs that you put out like you know are like actually like good songs. So, so like you don't have to like you know like kind of scrap like what you guys did early on. You, you could kind of like ride the whole discography. Yeah, I mean that's what that's the goal. Kind of, we're like pretty lazy, so like the least amount of effort. And if it like takes us a long way, I'm down. Okay. And I'm curious, uh, you guys like release some uh, tote bags, and I, I feel like the the print on the inside of the bag is like the coolest thing. Like, um, <laughs> how'd you guys Thanks, come up man. with, or yeah, how'd you guys come up with that idea? Uh, to be honest, I uh, I don't really know. I just thought it was a cool idea. I mean, like I always steal stuff from like grocery stores, <laughs> so the tote bag is an essential item for me. So I'm down. Okay, wow. You just said that so chill. Um, I, I, steal, I, steal, <laughs> I steal stuff from grocery stores. Okay. Um, I, it's just the truth. 
All right. Okay. Well, I, I don't want you to say which grocery stores, but um, <laughs> when you do steal, um, like what items are, are you taking? Because I'm actually really interested. All right. Got to get myself a kombucha. Oh, wow. Okay. Poss- possibly a, uh, like a canned cold brew of some sort. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, really just depends, but maybe like a fruit of some sort too. Okay. I, I feel like those are, you know, pretty low key enough to you know just kind of slipping in the bag yeah yeah nothing crazy you know okay that's that's awesome and and i guess it's fair if if they look inside the tote bag like you're advertising like hey like it's here yeah yeah i'm just following directions okay that's fair that's awesome and i i know you guys uh sold out of uh the tote bags and was there uh, supposed to be a, a second run or did that already happen uh we did like a i forget the batch number but we did a batch of black tote bags Mm -hmm. that sold out pretty quick and then we did another batch for pre-order and then uh like that were blue and then that was it okay oh yeah yeah and then we just recently not the same design but we just did tote bags now to donate to the protest protesters i I saw that on Twitter, which is awesome. I, I, I love seeing all the bands that are, uh, you know, coming together and doing what they can to support to their, like either like, you know, local causes or like, you know, the stuff that's going on nationally. Like I, I've seen so many bands putting up like, like wild, like test presses or bands coming out with awesome t-shirt designs just to try to raise money. Yeah, no, it's sick to see. There's like a whole bunch of bands doing it too. So I mean, we're raising a bunch of money and then like it's going to a good cause. And then, I mean, I feel like if you're in a band and you like you have the platform, might as well use it in like a positive fashion. Yeah, for sure. And it's really awesome to see everybody uh, being able to come together and support and show support. So so it's something cool to see the actual power behind like and obviously like i'm um, there's like you know people outside of our community doing it but it's just special to see everybody within our community like you know working hard and like doing good things yeah no it's sick i was thinking about that too like our community is so small so like the scale of like what people are doing like outside of our community it's got to be huge yeah yeah definitely and uh how is it going on up there where you're from are you near any um you know protests going on or anything crazy yeah i uh i work in oakland and then i live in between oakland and san jose so like there's they've been protesting in both cities like pretty crazy the past few days mm-hmm. like i know shit's on fire and then people are getting like flashed and like shot with rubber bullets and then like it's scary to see but like it's just I mean, I'm glad people are doing it. Yeah, like there's like a big uh, protest that's supposed to happen today because I uh, currently I live in Anaheim and there's supposed to be like, mm-hmm. a big protest going on today. And uh, before we, we jumped on the call, like I got like one of those like um, alert to my iPhone saying that there's now like a citywide curfew. And dude, I got that too. Yeah, and there's like like crazy like helicopters like going over like where I live because like, I I live like kind of close to da- downtown Anaheim, and so, yeah. So there's all these like crazy like uh, helicopters going on, and I was just like, wow, this is like so insane. Yeah, it's a crazy time, man. Like I feel like uh, like of course what happened to like George Floyd and stuff like that. Like 
people are going to get outraged, but like being pent up from COVID, it's just making people go like super hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what, what, what happened to George Floyd was like, um, obviously a murder. And I, I hate when people kind of try to like sugarcoat it. It's like insane to me. Cause it's like clear as day. If you watch the video and I don't suggest you watch that video. Cause it, it's like really messed up. But yeah, yeah, it's suddenly, uh, yeah, having being, uh, you know, quarantined and everybody just like, you know, a lot of people look like losing their jobs and like, yeah, it was just like this, like a a bad, like, you know, mix of things that happen all at once. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I'm just glad to hear, you know, things are, you're uh, staying safe up there. You know, that's something good to hear. I am staying safe. I'm gonna today and Tomorrow, I'm going to join, like, the protest in Oakland, mm-hmm. and then we'll see how that goes, but uh, I'm going to try to be safe as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. And, um, okay, so, uh, obviously, we, we covered Tsunami, and I know you also play in Spinebreaker. Yeah, me, and then uh, some of the dudes in Gold should be playing Spinebreaker. Uh, which is like our death metal band. And then like I play in a few other bands. We're all pretty like inactive, but I also play in this band called X Youth, which is like members of Ceremony and Loma Prieta. And I play in another straight edge band called Field of Flames in San Jose. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if um, uh, X Youth was still doing stuff. So that's, that's cool to hear. Like, you know, obviously you guys, um, aren't super active but it's cool to hear that you guys are still a band um, yeah yeah to be honest i don't really know if we're still a band but uh hopefully maybe when ceremony dies down a little bit we'll play shows again yeah okay well that that's good news uh i, I know uh spinebreaker uh what you guys played one show like was it like late last year yeah uh spinebreaker is weird because like i've always been like Kind of, like, I don't really play consistently with them. There was, like, a year or two where, like, Christian from Gulch played for me. But last year, we did play, like, a house show in San Jose, which is fun. Okay. Yeah, because I remember I had um, Alex on, on the podcast, and I was uh, talking to him about Spinebreaker. And he was talking about how you guys are trying to get stuff going, but he wasn't sure, like, uh, like how busy you guys were going to be. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's been, like, a five-year process to make new shit. But we have new artwork. But no music, unfortunately. And who, who does the artwork for for you guys? Uh, I know Alex drew up our logo, uh, but in terms of the artwork, it, it's been changing. I think the guy that did—I forget his name—but he did the recent Gate Creeper artwork, and okay. then he's doing the stuff for us. You know. Oh yeah, and um, obviously you said no new music, but are, are there like do you guys have any plans to maybe want to uh, get together when this whole thing? Uh, you know, it's over the pandemic and try to write some new stuff. I want, dude, I want to, but it's kind of weird. Like, uh, Elliot from Gulch, he writes all of the music for Spinebreaker. Uh, so it's kind of like when he, whenever he's in the mood. And then in terms of like being a band, we kind of suck, dude. Like, I don't think we've ever practiced as like a full band in like five years. That's crazy. That's that's a really long time to <laughs> not practice. Uh, but how do you feel like it, it goes over when you guys play live? Is everybody like you know pretty much on the same page, or are you guys like you know messing up? I feel like we're pretty we're solid enough 
to play the music and then like even when we mess up it's not bad but like we give ourselves the excuse like oh yeah we never practice so it's all good we're pretty like not that serious mm-hmm. but that's cool well, it's not, i'm glad to hear that you guys you know still have like aspirations to do new stuff yeah we're still friends and shit so like when we can we'll play so i'm i'm, I'm i hope it goes starts popping again okay uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh I, I can't remember how long ago it was but uh there was a picture of you uh going around on uh twitter that, that went pretty viral <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude, I don't even remember how long that is, too. But yes, I have like the you're talking about the me pouring coffee into my Crocs. Yes. And are, are you holding a Is that a donut or a bagel? Because like, I was like zooming into the picture and like, I, I can't really tell what it is because I feel like it could be either. No, that is a donut for my work. OK. And uh, uh, I'm not sure if like, you know, you've been like questioned about this, but I just like had to bring it up because uh, I, I just saw it and it was just like going crazy. And I was like, wow, that's like, you know, looks like pretty, pretty intense and hard to do. So I, I was just here like, <laughs> where did the idea for that to or where the idea of for you to do that come from? Dude, I have like this, uh, this stupid ass like Instagram, like profile called Joseph the Barista, where like it's literally just pictures of me doing stupid stuff and like not pictures of coffee whatsoever. And then I was just trying to think of like content for it, and then uh, that that came about. And then like, don't get me wrong, I have no skills. So like, all that coffee that I was pouring, it spilled on the floor, hundred percent. Okay, so it, it was like great before, uh, before <laughs> like the whole mess. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I and I, I saw like people trying to like recreate that photo and like sending it and like tagging you. Dude, someone dressed up as me as Halloween. That was hella crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I'll link you after this. But yeah, some like some girl from I have no clue where, but she was wearing like my exact same like fit. Uh-huh. And she she did the pour for Halloween. That's insane. That's that's so funny. And so you it was just some stranger, some girl that you didn't even know? Yeah, some stranger. There's like some like I don't know why, but like there's like a lot of people that like that kind of blew up and then like some celebrities like followed me for no reason. Well, dang, I, I think you might've just impressed them with what you're doing. <laughs> I guess so. And uh, I, I know that you tag Crocs and they actually sent you stuff. Is that real? They, they did send me a pair of yellow Crocs with a whole bunch of like Croc accessories. Uh-huh. So that was pretty sick. Cause I a hundred percent do ride for Crocs. Okay. You know, I, I've never put a pair on, so I, I'm not sure how comfortable they are. Dude, you're 100%. You're missing out on life, man. There's like two shoes that you should wear. Crocs and Hoka's. Those are comfort. Uh, what are Hoka's? Dude, it's like, they're. I think they're like a running shoe, but they're like the Crocs a running shoe. Once you like Google it, you'll see what I'm saying. And how do you spell that? Uh, H-O-K-A. Okay, Hoka. All right, let me, I'll have to look into those. They're pretty damn ugly, but they're comfy. And uh, obviously, you're at work wearing your Crocs. Or are those like uh, slip resistant? Uh, we have like some. The flooring in our store is like already like non-slip, so I could wear whatever I want. Oh, okay. the Crocs are the Crocs are just for comfort. Oh, that's awesome. And is that real? Like, is the floor actually like slip resistant? Honestly, surprisingly, yeah. Because my Crocs have zero tread. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm chilling. Yeah, no accidents ever at worst. 
Never. Well, the Crocs have holes, so like I spill hot coffee on them all the time. So that kind of sucks, but I mean, it's the price I pay for. Yeah. So when that happens, you have to deal with wet socks, which is like one thing that I absolutely hate. Dude, same. Honestly, yeah. I hate wet socks and I hate walking barefoot. It's like my nightmares. Yeah, no, whenever I have to like walk anywhere, like, and it's not like I, I have to walk barefoot, but I, I kind of choose to if I have to like run out real quick to do something or go grab food from like Postmates or whatever. I, I'm always like worried about like stepping on like rocks or just like random sharp objects. Dude, I'm the same way, man. I mean, maybe I'm a princess, but dude, I hate it. Yeah, but all right. So now you have me interested uh, about Crocs. I, I, I got to look, in, <laughs> look into getting a pair. Dude, 100%. Dude, they're like 40 bucks. It's like, it's such like an easy thing. If you want to just use it for the house, that's chill. And then maybe you like step up to like outdoors. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the, it's the truth. Oh, so like you would wear Crocs out on like a hike? Dude, I wear Crocs on hikes. I like, I've done some crazy ass shit in Crocs, to be honest. I'm riding my bike. I'm outside riding my bike and I am wearing Crocs. All right. Well, I I think you might have sold me on trying out a pair. Cause <laughs> I, I feel like $40 is very affordable and I'm willing to, oh, yeah. to try out a pair. Yes, please, please. Okay. So uh, I, I, I kind of want to go back to the very beginning uh, of uh, how you got into hardcore, if, if you don't mind sharing about that. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm trying to think. So... Maybe my first concert ever was like Green Day, like during the American Idiot Tour. Okay. And then after that, I was just like trying to ingest like as much like rock or punk music as possible. So then I got into like uh, Green Day. I got into like Slipknot and then like just like super entry level bands. And then I got into like Fall Out Boy because they were big uh, like when I started mm-hmm. listening to like rock music. And then I saw Fall Out Boy one year, and then they played with Hawthorne Heights, uh, All American Rejects, and then I forget. But then, like once I saw like Hawthorne Heights, like that introduced me to like music that like had like yelling and screaming. And then since then, it just got heavier and heavier. And then for some reason, like my first show was probably like Hoods and First Blood in san jose or something like that and then ever since then it was just like oh shit i'm stuck on hardcore okay hell yeah that's awesome you know i, I always forget about first blood I, I used oh i i used to be like a huge like fan of first blood but then i, I feel like after california i, I kind of just never really uh, uh liked the albums that came after dude yeah they went after california they kind of went downhill for me too but i mean i saw them so many times when i first started going to shows like I'll always love that band for sure. Yeah, that that's crazy to think that um, they were a local band for you. Yeah, yeah. Now they're I, I don't they're like a European band at this point now. Okay. Oh, the, the members like moved overseas. I think so. Yeah, I I feel like they're weirdos now. So yeah, they went overseas and then I don't think they've ever played the Bay Area in a long ass time. I think there's like some weird beef that I don't know about. Interesting. Okay, I feel like um, I got to have like a, a, a pretty cool experience. Like um, earlier, I, I mentioned how like I, I was uh, on tour with that band, Every Man for Himself. Uh, I, I did a whole week 
with um, every man for himself. We did like California, Arizona, Nevada, um, and it was uh, the, on the California tour. So uh, on the package was First Blood, Death Before Dishonor, Bloodline Calligraphy, and Every Man for Himself. And it was so awesome being able to see First Blood every night for like a whole week straight. That's sick, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have like really fond memories and uh, really enjoy that record because obviously there's like a, a bunch of songs from like the, the earlier stuff that made it to that record. So I, I feel like it was just like, a, like it was such a good album. But then like after that, it, it's got like a little too weird for me. Uh, so. No, I feel that I'm 100% with you. But yeah, man, like uh, First Blood Sick. I mean, they're like Bay Area OGs for sure. And then like learning the history of the band like before First Blood is kind of cool. Um, oh, you're talking about like uh, like the other bands because I, I know Carl was like in like Sworn Vengeance. Yeah, I think yeah, Carl was in First Vengeance. I know he did. Uh, he was in Terror for a really long time, and like he was in like I don't know 100 percent which records he did with Terror, but I know that they were like during the prime Terror years. Yeah, I think he was on the first uh, two full lengths, if I if I'm not mistaken. Um, which yeah. is uh, pretty interesting. I, I don't know if you had a chance to check out um, Terror right now. They're, they're doing that um, that website, which is like totally escaping me right now. I think it's sticktight.la. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, I'm not even familiar. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, and they they have this thing I'm um, called like the Garage Cast, where they kind of just break down like like the I, th- I think they only have two out right now. So it's like they, they break down the first two records like track by track and it's uh, definitely really interesting to hear like their takes on it and them like listening to songs that they don't even remember recording so it's something like worth uh, like like uh, like you to go check it out and listen to music and it's like to help uh like uh support them like during these times and like they have like all these like unreleased like you know they they put out like unreleased music and like footage of like you know old sets that have never been like put out so it's something like really cool oh yeah no that's I'd be into that. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out for sure. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I always forget that uh, Carl did play bass. I I, I remember I, I went to this matinee show back in the day in L.A. I think it was at the Knitting Factory, and it was pretty crazy because the show started at like noon. It was like piece by piece, first blood and terror. It was so insane. That's so sick. But uh, what other uh, like bands from up there were you into like in your early days? Uh, there was like a local San Jose band called My Over Eyes. Uh, they were like a, a pretty influential beatdown band from my area. They, I don't think they really did too much, but like, mm-hmm. I gotta like give it to them for sure. They were like the San Jose legends. Um, there was a band called Alcatraz. Okay. I from, remember Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing them a bunch, but yeah, dude, like, uh, Alcatraz, uh, Animosity was sick, of course. Yeah. But dude, my, my first few shows, it was always like Alcatraz, First Blood. And then like, I remember seeing Fight Everyone from LA a lot. They were like probably my favorite band at the time. There's so many people in that band. So many people. I remember seeing them. I'm like, yo, why is there four vocalists right now? I remember I saw them and I, I'm not sure if it was like a Halloween show or what, but like they did like a Slipknot cover. They had like, they brought up like trash cans and stuff like on stage. And I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, but uh, I actually have an Alcatraz like shirt like hanging in, in my closet. It, it, it's like uh, like on the front it just has like a rosary like hanging, uh, and then on the back it says "fuck you." And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, and I was like, man, ass. like this is wild. And, like 
I, I like it, but like I, I just don't want to wear, uh, you know, shirts out in public anymore with those, uh, you know, with cuss words on them because it's just like, you know, people get so offended and I always feel like weird, you know, people staring at me all crazy. Dude, I feel it. I remember when I first started going to shows, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm seeing like, uh, what was it? The First Blood even had like a hoodie that had like some crazy ass shit on it. And I always wanted it. But then I was like, this is probably like too much like for my mom. So I never got it. But now being older, I'm like, fuck, man, I wish I had it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, because that used to be like a like a big thing, you know, people putting like like the word like fucking on T-shirts or shit, just crazy <laughs> Dude, stuff. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Yeah, I I got in trouble, and this is like going way back. Uh, I I got in trouble in high school because I saw hoods, and they had this shirt, just just random shirt, and all it was was it it, it said hoods. It was their logo in like a in a wreath, and then underneath it, it all it said was fuck you. Just and that was it, and I remember. That's so sick. Yeah, and I remember I, I wore it to school the next day. Just you know, whatever. I was just stoked to wear like you know new uh, shirts that I bought at a show, and I wanted to you know feel cool. So I, I remember walking down the hall, and the principal she was like busting this this couple for making out all crazy in, in the hallway and like i'm just walking by minding my own business and she kind of like looks over at me and she sees my shirt so she stops like you know like yelling at the kids and making out and she like like stops me she's like hey like like what are you doing and i was confused because i didn't know what she was talking about and she like saw like my shirt and was like questioning me and she like called my mom and my mom didn't care my mom was like wow like i'm literally at work and you're bothering me because like my sh- son is wearing a shirt that has some bad words on it like aren't there more important things to worry about and like all my teachers because uh, this like happened in between like third and fourth period and the principal yeah. the principal emailed my first three teachers and like uh, i guess like yelled at them for not sending me to the office for my shirt so uh in my econ and government class for the rest of the year before class started like my teacher made me stand up in front of the class and show off my shirt just so she wouldn't get in trouble again jesus christ <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild that's crazy Man, I kind of want to do like a crazy ass shirt like that for Tsunami, but I honestly don't think it would sell well. Really? I, I feel like, uh, well, you guys have sold out of um, like everything that you released so far, right? True. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, a test shot. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll rip off hoods, do the fuck you with the re. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll be uh, pretty, pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have like, uh, like things lined up to do more merch because obviously like you know there's no shows happening but uh you can still like put them out online yeah it's kind of weird like so like i i kind of am i feel like i'm like shoving down tsunami down people's throats and shit like that and i kind of want to be like sparing with it so like i don't want to release too much shit without actually playing shows but i also know that like i could sell some stuff if i wanted to but I know this weekend, I don't know when this podcast comes out, we're going to do like a, two shirts with like the streetwear brand and then uh, all those funds are going to like uh, the protesters here in uh, the Bay Area as well. But other than that, I don't know what type of merch we're going to do. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel you on that. Like you, you kind of want to like keep like that, um, like you're like a rare status because if you're like like too available, people kind of, uh, like you kind of lose that mystique and people kind of get over it. Yeah, exactly. It's, I got to find a balance. Like I want people to like remember us, but I also don't want them to get annoyed by us too. Mm-hmm. Well, 
uh, I, I totally f- forgot to bring up that you guys uh, did release that New Year shirt. Uh, it was the the tour tee with Gulch. Oh yeah. And like, and I you know I, I I looked at the dates and I was like, okay, I was like, this has to be not serious because I saw like a bunch of people like questioning like, oh, you guys are actually playing shows. Dude, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, that's for sure not a serious like tour route. Mm-hmm. But people were like, oh shit, were you guys were serious about coming to like Colorado? but so people still don't get the joke yeah like like honestly like i was kind of like confused because like i i looked at it and i i know i heard some talks of you guys maybe like you know heading out to vegas and then i was looking for like a vegas date and i was like okay there's no vegas date so i was like i think this might be fake (laughs) yeah i mean definitely at one point that tour will come come to pass but that shirt is 100 percent fake yeah. yeah for some reason i tweeted like uh oh yeah sorry about covid we can't do our gold store and then that idea like sparked up oh yeah we should just do these fake shirts mm-hmm. well and i definitely like the the mashup because uh, uh you, the, you guys a logo i'm i'm not sure if, if he has a proper name <laughs> I, just, I just call it the tsunami guy okay yeah, I, I like that the tsunami guy is wearing the the gulch hoodie, but then uh, has like that um, the the mask from uh, the gulch thing. The gulch, yeah, I, I yeah, I love that shirt for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny mashup. I, I definitely like it a lot. Thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah, but definitely get that. You gotta you know, try to find a balance, and it's always weird too because like you never really know if you're doing too much or if you're not doing enough. Yeah, I know for sure. It's kind of weird because, like I said, like I've never like sold this much stuff through a band, so it's kind of like I don't even know what we're able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but, and it still is a trip too. Like you guys have literally only played that that one show in your like like you know home like area, and you haven't even really left to like play anywhere else. Cause that's normally how it goes. Like it's like you, you got to kind of like leave like your local area to kind of uh, gain more traction to you know try to get more fans, but you guys haven't left yet and you guys have fans from all over dude yeah it's kind of crazy because i remember like after our first show i was like in my head like yo how am i gonna keep like people interested in us to like sound and fury like it's it's like a year away but then somehow like more people liked us but it's sick to see yeah and, it, and it's definitely a bummer uh that Santa Fury had to pull the plug on the event this year. Cause I, I was thinking about the bands that were announced and like how their sets like would have gone over. It was just crazy to think about how fun this year would have been. Yeah. It's a bummer for sure. And I loved how it was like in uh, Ventura this year, but uh, it will happen eventually next year. But mm-hmm. yeah. Cause um yeah, I, I found it interesting that they um, kind of went back to that area, uh, which is nice. Like, I, I, I'm definitely uh, down for it because having it in, like, you know, the downtown L.A. area was cool, but it definitely doesn't have those, like, beach vibes that, like, you know, it's kind of, like, synonymous with, like, with Sound and Fury. Yeah, no, I feel you. Well, last year, the Half Heart year was, like, the first year back that I went to Sound and Fury. Like, mm-hmm. the last one I went to was in Santa Barbara, so... Uh, I was ready for it to be at the beach again. Mm-hmm. And uh, were, were you just not down, uh, or were not able to make it down for the other years? The, uh, yeah, the other years, I was like too 
serious about working. So I never got the days off, unfortunately. But yeah, now, this last year was sick. The half hour year was awesome. Yeah, you definitely uh, picked a good year to come down because that shit like was so insane to think about. Uh, just like even like watching like you know videos and just like thinking back about like how wild it was for them to to come back and obviously they they did it for a good cause and just the amount of support because I, I felt like there was the like the generation of kids before who had already experienced them like a, a lot of those kids were like super stoked but then there was like a whole new like generation of kids who never got to see have heart so it was like a, just a pretty pretty like cool experience for everybody that night yeah yeah it was awesome um that was like super a memorable time for sure yeah uh i'm trying to think has there ever been like a like a prominent like fest like up north dude no that's the thing that's like why i said like oh like it's kind of hard for people like even want to go up north there's been like a few fests at gilman in berkeley but like those like weren't that great to be honest Mm -hmm. Uh, but i don't know hopefully like we got a good amount of bands in the bay so hopefully maybe we could set up something so like people would want to come up because the bay area is sick or northern california is sick in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because now that i'm thinking about it like you guys were kind of always in the middle uh in in between sand and fury and uh, rain fest when it was going on yeah um yeah but yeah we've always had like good bands coming through but we never had like a proper festival to like want people to fly out up here damn i I think uh that could be a thing yeah because i'm surprised that uh that nothing like that has ever really gone down up there for you guys yeah it's crazy but hopefully soon i don't know when uh whenever this covid stuff is done like i for sure want to like start booking like shows Mm -hmm. and then hopefully i could like start getting good bands up here yeah, uh, no disrespect to anybody else who books shows out there. Cause, like, the only person that I know is um, Malachi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if I book shows, like, he would 100% help me mm-hmm. in what I'm trying to do. Because he's the man for sure. Yeah, yeah, super helpful and, like, really nice. Like, uh, I've, like, bugged him so much behind the scenes about, like, getting in contact with uh, people from your guys' area. And he's always been super helpful to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, like, super... Dude, like, really? He's, like, a super underappreciated person in, like, our scene, for sure. He does so much stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> that bones me out to hear that, because I feel like uh, those kind of people, the ones who are, like, you know, working hard to keep this whole thing going, like, I, I feel like uh, people should, like, appreciate them, like, like the here and now instead of, like, after, like, you know, things fall apart or if things just kind of fade or if they leave, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's for sure a thankless job, so I got to... I got to give it to him and other people who do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so many uh, aspects of this, uh, you know, people doing stuff behind the scenes that nobody would ever know about. Um, but obviously there's people who are out there who are super down and willing to do it because they care so much. So yeah, like people like Malachi, uh, you know, shout out to them. Yeah. No, 100%. Okay. And, any like plans to do any other bands? Because I know we, we talked about the, the bands that you're currently doing, but outside of that, do you have any other aspirations? Like when it comes to music, uh, I I'm in the process of doing like another death metal like obituary type band with uh, some people from Sacramento, but that's like a slow moving thing. And then maybe I'll do like another straight edge band. 
but that's really it. Nothing like set in stone or anything. Just kind of like ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Sacramento is a pretty interesting area because uh, I, I feel like I, I haven't heard like a whole lot of, of like you know bands coming out of that area. Like like the, the the only bands that come to mind are like you know Hoods and Trash Talk. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like uh, Sacramento is weird. Like until like maybe like a year ago, I would hate going to Sacramento. But they've always had like a relatively good scene. Like they had like probably my favorite California venue called Branch Street mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. And then uh, I don't know. It's it's weird for bands to want to come up all that way. I feel like if they're not touring. Yeah, I feel like to get bands to want to do like one-off stuff like might be challenging, especially like in areas that aren't like super well known. Yeah, but. Right now, it's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like everyone in Northern California is getting kind of, like, unified. So, like, the few Sacramento bands, like, always go to San Jose and stuff like that. Like, there's some good bands from SAC called, like, Extinguish and Natural Selection. They're, like, all homies, but they're all good. But they're kind of underappreciated, unfortunately. Okay. I'm I'm definitely going to have to um, talk to you off air about those bands and uh, get their, like, band camps. I can check them out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know one band that I'm uh, bummed out uh, about from um, up north is um, Infirmary. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they were good, man. They're like the young kids from San Jose, and then like they had so much potential, but they kind of like broke up. But they're like doing new bands now, which is good. Oh really? Yeah, because I I know uh, Jarrett plays in. Um, uh, Lead Dream, but I wasn't sure if he was mm-hmm. uh, doing other bands. Uh, yeah, he plays in Lead Dream. Uh, the other dudes in that band, uh, they play in this new band called Eightfold Path. Uh, and then that band's like brand new, kind of. So, but they're super good. And then like it's such a huge step from Infirmary. It's kind of cool to see like young kids that are actually like putting work and like sticking to it. Okay, damn Eightfold Path, yeah. I had no idea that they're doing new stuff, so I'm definitely gonna look into that. Yeah, because I, I was like really high on, on that band and just like uh, you know talking to them last year, and you know them being so young and so new to hardcore and like the quality of music that they wrote, I, I thought was like you know, really impressive. So I was like really stoked to see like where that band was gonna go. But then when they fizzled out, I was kind of like, damn. Well, I was like, sucks that the band fills out, but I hope you guys like still stick around and you know try to uh, you know, keep it going. Yeah, I mean that's just. I guess that's just like how bands go, but yeah, they're still they're still going to shows, which is super sick because it's hard to see like young kids at shows. Like the youngest people are like twenty five years old now. Kind of sucks. Damn, it's weird for me too, to because twenty five like does sound young to me, which makes me feel old, which I hate. Um, but obviously, that's just a part of life. But I'm are like, how do you guys like you know try to like uh, get new people to come to your guys' scene? Or is there like a like a, a page people can go to to go see like all the local stuff going on? Uh, unfortunately, if there is, I'm not familiar with it. But I don't know. San Jose is kind of cool right now. Like young kids are showing up. I have no clue how they have access or know about our shows. But there's like always like young faces coming through, and it's really cool. Yeah. I, well, I feel like yeah. Maybe it's just randomly through the internet. Like they'll see like random stuff like going viral or, or maybe when things like the the gold hoodie will maybe like you know kind of like uh 
get bigger than hardcore and like other you know people in other genres are like trying to steal the idea maybe that's like one way yeah for sure but yeah like those infirmary guys like they were like not your typical like hardcore kids like they would bring like random like streetwear looking fools from like their high school and like those people stuck around still so like there's like a good amount of young kids but yeah, I, I had on uh, uh, Jared and uh, Said uh, from Infirmary on, and they were telling me that like you know like some of them used to play like in like indie bands, and yeah, them being so young, uh, you know, they had just like friends that had no idea what hardcore was. So it's, it's definitely interesting to hear like their take on it. But it's definitely cool to hear that the, some of the people that they brought stuck around because that's the kind of stuff that is really important. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, I feel like the the future is uh, always looking bright for hardcore because sometimes like I, I think about it and um, this thing th- that we're like you know so into it. Obviously, there was like a starting point, which is like crazy to think about because it wasn't like that much, uh, you know, uh, didn't start that much longer before we were all born. Um, but then you think about it, like how fragile like it, it can be with like you know this situation. There's no shows going on. And you're just like, shit, this isn't always going to be here. So, like, we have to fight to keep it going and, you know, make sure that we're all working hard to together to keep it going because, uh, you know, it, it could end at any moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's hard to see because, yeah, I mean, like, the glory days or, like, the inception was, like, what, like, the 80s? So, it's, like, super new in terms of, like, music. So, hopefully, like, it lasts. But it's hard to say. Yeah. But, Yeah. But I feel like, you know, obviously, I mentioned before, like your group of friends, uh, I, I feel like you guys are, uh, you know, like doing really good stuff for your area and, you know, putting you guys out on the map and uh, making your area well known. So I, I feel like as long as like people like you guys continue to do what you do, um, it should be fine. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. We'll just keep doing it till we can't do it no more. Yeah. And uh, and. When was the last time you came down to Southern California? Dude, it's, I feel like it's been so long that uh, my girlfriend lives in San Diego. So, like, I would fly down there pretty often. But in terms of, like, just going down there for a show or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, I can't even remember. It's got to be a Dead Heat show or something like that. Oh, I actually think the last time I went to, like, L.A. was uh, I was on tour with Dead Heat. And they were playing on the Vane tour. So I went to, uh, I think I went to LA and then Arizona and stuff like that. So I was definitely there for that. Okay. But that was a while ago. Yeah. I, I definitely do remember, being, uh, remember that Dead Heat Bane run happening. Okay. Damn. So uh, is it, uh, do you just prefer to fly to San Diego versus driving just because it's faster? Dude. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I was always fine. Dude, I love driving. But then after my first few flights going to San Diego, I'm like, dude, I'm never driving again. How long is that flight? Is it what, like an hour or 30 minutes? <laughs> dude, it's like an hour and 30. It's so quick. Damn. Yeah. That's a really short flight. I feel like the shortest flight I've ever been on, I flew from Orange County to Portland and that was like a two hour flight. Yeah. Dude, it blows driving out of the water. but And it's super cheap, dude. So why not? Yeah, I, I feel like if it's like uh, cheaper, I just go with the flying option, and it, it still blows my mind how how expensive uh, flying is. Yeah, man, it's crazy. 
I mean, I'm always on like Hopper and stuff like that because I love traveling. So I'm always looking at flights. Mm-hmm. But like even like during like COVID, dude, shit's still kind of expensive. Yo, so I, uh, I I'm a huge fan of Disney. So I, I I try to do like a couple trips throughout the year. Oh. <laughs> The oh, sorry. No, I'm like outside. No, it's all good. It's not your fault. Um, uh, so I, I I try to do a couple trips a year, uh, and we kind of do like a like a springtime trip. And I bought a flight like right at the early stages of the pandemic because I didn't think it, mm-hmm. like nobody knew it was going to get as crazy as it has. So I, I bought a flight thinking like, okay, cool. Like we're still going to do our springtime trip. Like obviously, got to stay safe. And I bought a round trip flight from. Um, LAX to Orlando on Easter weekend. Uh, it was like I think like 180 bucks. Oh shit! Yeah, which is insane because you you got to think like on like such a big holiday, like you know that that could easily be like double or even maybe, maybe close to triple that price. Yeah, no, I that's actually insane. Yeah, I remember when like the like people are starting getting scared from COVID like flights to LA for me were like, dude, they're like 30 bucks. And did you ever take any of those flights? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, just cause like I heard like the stresses from traveling at that time were kind of like crazy. No one knew what was kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I wish I did. I want to do a trip so bad. I was supposed to go to Spain during this time. But oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's wild. That would have been a bad idea, but, um, and were you just going out there just for vacation or were you going to go do anything specific? No, I was just going to go for vacation, just chill, get tattooed. Yo, you know, I, I see like like a lot of those uh, like people pop up on my like Explorer page, like those like foreign tattoo artists. And it's it's, it's so insane sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. But yeah, I was getting I was planning on getting my whole back tattooed in Spain. What? That, uh, Wait, like, yeah. like completely done? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, I hit up this dude, and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna uh, work on my back with you. Uh, if you want, I could come back to Spain like later in the year, or if you come to the United States, I'll meet you." And he's like, "Nah, dude. Just uh, let's do the whole back uh, with a day's rest in between." Oh, dude, I, I, that's so crazy to think about. That's so insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because that mm-hmm. sounds like torture. Yeah, and like okay, so like outside of talking to the tattoo artist, like do you have like uh, like a network of friends out there, or were you just gonna go solo and just like get this back tattoo? Uh, me and my girlfriend were gonna go there, uh, but then other than us, I didn't really know anyone, so we were just probably gonna we're pretty laid back, so we didn't want to do like a bunch of touristy stuff. Uh-huh. So we're probably just gonna explore, get tattooed, and explore some more. Yeah, but. Uh, your whole back like obviously like you know cuz like i have like my front done which is like like you know big and it hurt a lot so just to think about having you know like like a day break in between and just trying to bang it out like oh like yeah it it sounds crazy but i mean it might have been worth it too mm-hmm. who knows yeah. but i don't have it so i'm i'm glad that i'm like pain free right now okay so uh, do you have any plans to uh reschedule the spain trip because i'm so curious about this back tattoo dude i want to get it super bad but i don't know when's like an appropriate time to go to spain or like when's an appropriate time to like travel in general okay but um when everything's okay like is the plan to oh yeah for 100 percent, i'm gonna do it okay 
Damn, okay. That's wild. That that's cool though. I feel like that that's a nice um I like uh I not really like souvenir, but like, you know, like it's, it's, it's going to be like cool to like look back and be like, yeah, I got this in Spain. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully soon, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my buddies uh well, me and my buddy Johnny, we had this uh, uh plan to go to Japan and uh but obviously the whole pandemic kind of threw everything out the window and we were like so bummed because like uh, my dream vacation to go to Japan and, you know, do Disney and just like see like, you know, robot dinner thing and a couple other stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, obviously we had to cancel, which was um, obviously like we were, we weren't going to go during the pandemic and it, it just didn't make sense. So hopefully we plan it out in the future. Yeah. I mean, you got time, but dude, I went to, I've been to, uh, Disney Sea in Tokyo twice, like this past year. Dude, oh, it's awesome! Hell yeah! And um, we're just you and a like, group of friends, or yeah, I went twice, but it was uh, we just the first time I went, yeah, it was just me and a group of friends, and mm-hmm. then I guess both times with with a group of friends, but it was so sick the first time that I had to go back. Yeah, that, that Japan two times in one year that, that that's wild. Yeah, I was just fortunate enough that I had like things to do. The second time around, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, I was I was just going to be in Japan anyways. And uh, how long did you spend on uh, each trip? Uh, I think this. Well, I've been to, I've been there three times over the past two years. I think the first two times I went for two weeks, and then the third time I think it was just maybe a little bit over a week mm-hmm. because. Uh, in my opinion, like, dude, I get bored of places super quick. So, this next time I go to Japan, it's probably going to be just like a week, or maybe like half a week, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I, I get kind of homesick sometimes, just because I, I just love where I live, and I've done like you know the two week vacation, and <laughs> I remember just like, mentally, dude, it's long, man. Dude, yeah, like I remember. So I got invited by some friends to go to Disney World for the first time. This was back in like 2016. And we had planned to be there for two weeks because like none of us had ever been there. So we wanted to be able to like soak up and do everything with like, you know, no rushed feeling, just be able to do it like on our own time. But but we literally did everything in the first week. And I just remember like laying in bed one night thinking like, holy shit, I'm here for seven more days. Like I'm ready to go (laughs) home right now. And it was just like, yeah, it was just like, it was a weird feeling. Like obviously like it it was nice to be on vacation, but, but at the same time, like I found myself like, calling my friends back home like hey are you guys awake yet like like how's home like i miss you guys dude dude, i'm with you 100 percent of the way i mean it feels kind of like shitty like oh like we're traveling so like we have nothing to complain about but man like when i was in japan dude the last like three days i'm dude i'm like i'm just sitting in like the room like you know i just want to be home and uh can you talk about um, how or what your experience was like going to uh, Disney in Japan? Dude, it's so sick. Like, you can't understand a damn thing. But, like, <laughs> just, like, just, like, watching everyone perform and then, like, just, like, watching, like, the, like, the screens of, like, like, Nemo talking in Japanese. It's pretty sick. Okay, because you've obviously been to Disneyland in, uh, you know, Southern California. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, like, I went on the Indiana Jones ride in Japan, and I compared it to, like, the one in L.A. It's the same exact thing, but, like, 
Indiana Jones has like a Japanese accent. It's so sick. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, out here, uh, I feel like they're like really accommodating to um, guests. Um, you know, from all over. There's like, uh, you know, cast members that speak all different types of languages. When you were mm -hmm. there, when you were there, did you find it easy to kind of um, get around the park, um, even though um, you didn't really speak the language? Dude, honestly, in general, like, yeah, it's like pretty easy. Like in general, Japan, it's like super easy to get around. Uh, just knowing English. And then, uh, for the most part, like ordering food, like you just point out a picture and then they'll get it for you. And then like, in terms of directions, I think pretty much everything was in English too. Okay. Then I've always like, yeah, heard that it's pretty like chill and like, like all the locals are like pretty nice to everybody. Yeah, dude, you'll have a good time. Uh, and the locals are super nice, especially like since you are into hardcore like you could for sure meet people into hardcore and they'll show you around and they're like the nicest people you'll ever meet mm -hmm. yeah I, i've always seen that because I, I definitely have I got, like a bunch of friends who've like toured out there and I, i've always like you know picked their brain about like you know what their experience was like and i've never heard a bad thing about people going to japan yeah yeah no it's great i i know uh tsunami plans on going next year actually so that's oh. like i'm like i'm stoked i'm ready okay and I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated. And like, I'll go on YouTube and like watch people go and do like their review of like the Seven Eleven foods. Like, did you ever get a chance to go to Seven Eleven out in Japan and experience that? Dude, it's the great dude. Seven Eleven in Japan or in Asia in general, it's the greatest thing in the world, dude. Um, the next time I go, I'm for sure just gonna survive off Seven Eleven. Okay, and what what's your favorite thing to get from the Seven Eleven out there? They have like those little rice balls that you know, uh, but they have ones that are filled with like chicken or just like veggies if you're vegan. But like that's all you really need, man. And then like there's so many beverages in Japan, like you could drink so many things. It's so sick. Yeah, like there's this guy that I watch, and he always uh, tries like uh, like these different like milks, like apple milk, and like I was like, that just sounds so interesting because like like yeah. I, in general, I'm not a fan of milk. So I, when, it, when he's drinking like apple milk, I'm like, oh, oh my god, that just sounds like pretty refreshing. I'm just curious, like, what it tastes like. Dude, it's just like, I've never had that, but like in terms of like the beverages there, you just got to try them all, dude. There's something for everyone. Okay, well, hell yeah, I'm, I'm soaked to you know talk to somebody else who's been there and um, who's had a great experience. But it gets me more excited because I think about it and because uh, like w when I was in high school, I was like super fascinated by the culture and i was a part of the japanese program in my high school and i just have always wanted to get out there so i'm definitely looking forward to it whenever i do oh yeah oh yeah i'm excited for you okay well man i'm stoked that you were down to do the podcast uh, I, i'm really yeah, man. yeah i i'm really happy that we were able to talk about tsunami which i'm sure like a lot of people uh, are going to be stoked on and happy to hear about your other bands that are still doing stuff. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, all right. Check out that band extinguish from Sacramento. Um, check out eightfold path. Check out this band from San Francisco called foghorn. Check out this band from San Jose called big boy. And that's really all I got. All right. Well, seriously, thank you so much, Joseph, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.